Welcome to the long-awaited 50th episode of the Book Wars Pod. Oh, God. I should have started drinking, like, way before this. Oh, oh shit. No. This, I'm not even drinking. This is the 50th episode? Holy shit. Oh, this is God. 50th episode. This is the... Fifth, I don't know. I, it's too late to become a, be coming up with puns. I got nothing. It's Monday tomorrow, guys. <laughs> yeah. Mondays are, Mondays are hard. It's not even Monday yet. It's already hard. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys drinking? Uh, I'm drinking tea. Because I'm lame. I'm drinking <laughs> relaxing tea. It's good. It's got lame. like cinnamon and cardamom in it. That sounds great. And ginger. Um, I have got some crap. I We were just at the grocery store and I just whipped something off the shelf. So this is Trader Joe's Sour Grapefruit Ale. Ooh. Um, and it's in one of those... Big bottles, and I was too lazy to the glass. So I'm drinking out of a bottle. So this is gonna be a good time. Yes, you can the, taste it here. The you go. twenty, the twenty-two ounces ones. Mm-hmm. Yum. Yeah. And I like sours, and it is summer, so we are doing that. Woo! That is not my favorite. I had a, I had a really good sour yesterday. That was blood orange. Ooh, yum! It was delicious. We had a really yeah. good um, raspberry cherry sour last mm. night after the game. Mm. There's a place here that does like barrel aged sours basically that's all they do we will have to go if you guys ever come. yeah let's come do visit it me. yeah come we went to the um we went to the daughter's game last night and it went super late because it didn't start till eight because it was a double header so we just went <laughs> to a bar afterward <laughs> that is so late <laughs> right yeah it was, it was it was it was i don't think it ended and it was like not a short game either like i think Baseball. it ended at like 11 30 <laughs> Yeah, well, part of the problem is that Chris's picture got pulled after two fucking pitches. Oh, yeah, so, uh, they won, though. Shout out to the Dodgers. Ooh, official West Coast baseball team book wars pod. Chris, shut up. <laughs> Keeks, what are you drinking, if anything? I'm drinking soda water. We're doing other activities after this, so I'm going to save beer until then. There you go. <laughs> Fair. For once. And I was thinking about drinking rosé, and I was like, I can't drink rosé. I have a personal brand to uphold. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Do you well, though? It would just, uh, yeah, no, but <laughs> <laughs> I, people know I drink a lot of beer. You That's true. Totally had rosé on the show before, but okay. Oh no, I know, I know, but I I'm always fucking talk going on about the fucking beer I drink. <laughs> yeast pod. Wait, Chris, you didn't even tell tell people what book we're reading or anything. Well, I know it's because we la- the Keeks launched into drinking some questions before i was ready <laughs> sorry <laughs> strong 50th episode guys anyway welcome to episode 50 of the book wars pod i'm chris i'm here with kate and Kristen, as always and we are excited for a great show tonight it is <laughs> at least as good as our worst episode i'm confident in that <laughs> it's like i'd say it's probably overall fair to middling like yeah that's fine <laughs> wow yeah we are in a spot today folks um <laughs> yep. solo comes out this week as you're listening to this 
So that's exciting. It does. It does. We're going to learn whether or not Han Solo dies in Solo, a Star, a Star Wars story. So stay <laughs> Chris! for that. Uh. <laughs> I, for one, am excited. <laughs> anyway, we're, really, we're talking about chapters 15 through 28 of Dark Disciple by Christy Golden because Chris is very bad at hosting duties right now. Um, I was going to get to that. Uh, mm, it was banter, Kate. Were you going to get to that? Had 49 episodes to practice our banter. Oh, no. All right. Um, okay. I'm going to start talking about the dark side. <laughs> okay, great. This book is so good. This book is great. Oh, this book is so good. Oh, it's my God. so fucking good. I was telling Kate earlier, this book is why I was so shocked that I didn't, like, absolutely love Inferno Squad. Yeah, I see why. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because this book is hmm. just unbelievable. True. Yeah. We could talk about that probably in the wrap-up. Um, but I've been, I basically, this is one of the books that I've been waiting to read since we started the podcast and since it's taken us uh, a year to get there, but you know, we're here now. Um, but, uh, our dear friend of the pod at Southern Cynic on Twitter, who is, um, Ventress super fan has been singing its praises to, to, to me and us for basically the entire time that she's been listening and then just like you know poking us with a stick and by poking i mean like whapping us over the head with one <laughs> like when are you gonna read this book and anyway we are now in the middle of it and it is a delight um if the light is the right word because a lot of fucked up shit happens in this section oh my god so much fucked up shit oh uh, that's so weird that never happens in star wars <laughs> oh my god where did where does what happens at the end of chapter 28 i think i accidentally read ahead i didn't mean to uh, um, it's when Ventress is like, he's still evil and tries to kill Voss. Yeah. Okay, cool. Or kills Voss. We don't know. We we do. <laughs> we literally talked about this last episode. Yeah, Voss is still alive. What did we say? He's alive because, because he's, he's mentioned oh. in the the something. Revenge movie. of the Sith. Thank which you. Just had, true. Which just had a birthday yesterday. It's 13 and it's in its terrible, <laughs> terrible <laughs> years. <laughs> It's 13, 13. it's just about as angsty as Anakin. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's so true. All right. Kate, what do we want to, what do you want to tell us about the dark side? Because there's so much, we learned so much more about it than we like ever knew, which is cool. I know. I just, you know, this is making me really want um, more information and more books from the perspective of dark side users, because this is fascinating. Like, obviously we have talked a whole lot about the nature of the force from the Jedi point of view. Um, what it means to be a Jedi and to be a light side user, but we've we've ne- literally never gotten this perspective before, and I'm I'm so excited to talk about this stuff. Um, so yeah, I uh, just wanted to start off by asking you guys about what new things y'all learned about the nature and the power of the dark side in this section, um, and then I have a whole lot of lovely discussion questions that are definitely uh, really comfortable and not creepy at all because that's not what the dark side does. But uh, let's start broad because I wanted to ask this question last episode and then Chris was like, no, we learn all these things. So I was like, all right, fine. And then, yes. we, I, and then I definitely learned all these things. So well, that's true. I know. And you were, so, you were just so excited to, mm-hmm. in anticipation. Um, uh, there, I mean, we talk about how the, Sith and the dark side are not synonymous. So this totally reinforces that. Um, yeah, totally. And, and we um, learn more about the Night Sisters, which is also cool because they're fucking badass. And um, 
we learn that it is more complicated than I thought. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. Like, we always talk about, like, the light side having shades of gray in it, and it turns out the dark side is probably just as complicated, and we haven't delved into that yet mm-hmm. until now. Yeah. One of the things that I wanted to talk about before we really um, dive into um, shades of gray, shades of dark gray, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, one of the Episode things- 50. Shades of Grey, you might say. Oh my god! <laughs> there it is. I knew he was going to get one in. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 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 oh my god, Chris, I hate you. All right. You're such a dad. Jesus Christ. Guys, Kate's quitting the pod. I I didn't even have to say it. You just did for me. Oh, just you knew. It's so nice. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so one of the one of the things we definitely learn in this section is the dark side really requires you to make sacrifices. Um, so whether that's um, you know in the Night Sisters cave, um, Voss notices a lot of structures that might have been used to like I don't know like stab animals and bleed them out or whatever the hell. But um, <laughs> it also requires you to kind of um, give up a lot of yourself. Um, in order to become a student of it and to wield it. Um, so I just want to talk about what kinds of sacrifices um, dark side users have to give in order to use the dark side. And how are those different from light side sacrifices? Because um, we can definitely say that the Jedi give up a whole lot of shit in order to be Jedi. Sure. Um, I thought it was interesting, and I don't know. I don't think this is necessarily particularly tied to the dark side, but I thought it was pretty funny that Asajj made him do all that physical training. (laughs) 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 Like he's a Jedi master. I think he's fine. And she was like, "No, bitch, (laughs) run." (laughs) Yeah, no. Apparently, apparently, the ladder of physical fitness is Jedi master, bounty hunter. I know. Seriously. Oh my god. I know. Anyway, sorry, that really didn't answer your question, but I mean, I think that, I think the physical training actually did have something to do with it, obviously, because she, didn't she just keep pissing him off when they were doing training stuff? Right. Yeah, I mean, I I think part of it is that they have to be miserable. Like, you have to have pain to draw from and anger. Right. I mean, you always wonder, there is a lot, um... I get, I guess, a lot in the Clone Wars cartoons about how much Dooku really tortures his students, like literally physically tortures them, and that's that's Chris, as you were saying, that's definitely part of it. Like that's you know, it's it's definitely a, I don't even want to say a love hate relationship with um, your Sith your Sith master if you're a Sith apprentice. It's just like a eh, this is fine versus I want to murder you. I feel like in that relationship. Yeah, there's a lot in. Um... Lords of the Sith by Paulus Kemp, which we haven't read about the the master-apprentice relationship. I don't know. Side note, I I don't think now is the time for it, but, like, sometime in the future when, like, we have a bunch of new characters and it's time to revisit the Clone Wars era, I want to know more about Dooku because I want to know what his pain is because it doesn't... His character still doesn't make a whole ton ton of sense to me. Well, it's almost like George Lucas just decided to plop poor Christopher Lee in the middle of some fuck shit for hashtag reasons. Yeah, just not... Eh, whatever. May he I, rest I, in I, peace, Christopher Lee. 
Aww. Every time I remember he's dead, I get sad. I know, right? <laughs> oh my god. That is one way to say that. Um, <laughs> I had a point and it's gone. It just floated away. Bye. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I agree with Chris. You guys know I love the Clone Wars. I'm, I like love that we're reading this because it's putting putting us back in that era and it's fun Yeah. to, to do. Totally. Um, I think basically then one of the things you do sacrifice as a, as a Sith apprentice is you sacrifice definitely happiness and comfort and not in the Jedi way where it's just like you're expected to be, you know, ascetic. It's like you're literally sacrificing having a happy life because <laughs> the thing that makes you powerful and all the Sith really care about is power is um, drawn from pure misery and all these horrible emotions. Mm-hmm. Um which is interesting because, the, you know, you have this uh, this overflow of just, again, just misery being a Sith versus the Jedi who aren't really supposed to have feelings at all. And so I don't know. Like, obviously, one of these lifestyles is more comfortable. But, like, is that better? I don't know if that is. <laughs> the Jedi, that is. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, we hear talk about the, like, the slippery slope that the Jedi were to worry about to the dark side. And it's like, you really do start to see the paradox of like the dark side and the Sith, because like, presumably people fall to the dark side out of desires to like be happy. But then like, as Voss found out, like he found this untapped level of the dark side that he tapped into. And like, it only promises more power, but you have to be in more pain and more misery to use it. And then all you want is more power. And like, obviously we see that with Anakin that like, he was unable to be happy also because of tangible things like being on fire. But like, <laughs> Fucking <laughs> losing limbs. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so you see this like kind of dichotomy between like the goal and the means to get there. And it feels like a paradox. And it is kind of, you know. It's, it's... A tragedy, some might say. Oh <laughs> my God. Worst. You are on some <laughs> shit that's going to make me kill you live on audio today. Live in two days well by then i'll be long gone chris yep but that's not live <laughs> oh my everything's God. live when it happens kate stop <laughs> chris we've had it with you shut up yeah um i also i know i already said this but i also want to know about well, like what does count dooku have going on that he is like this because there's a white dude in star wars he seems like he's fine Right, what yeah. He's got to be pissed off about. I know. And then he, he kind of hints in this book, honestly, at his past where he, um, you know, he was taken away from his family at a young age. And then he, I don't know, it's almost like he discovered that he's actually um, some kind of yeah, whatever the Galaxy Far, Far Away equivalent is of landed gentry. And he's got all this, he's got all this money and he's got this, you know, very fancy core world accent, and he's got all this this giant fucking banquet to torture Voss, and he can just drop change on that, I guess. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I, I want to know what his motivations are. Right, exactly. I don't think we get that To be ever. fancy. Like, I mean, presumably at this point, he's just, like, following Sidious's orders, but, like, how did we get here? Right, exactly. Like, there's, there, there's something there. I would love, I would love to know about that. Okay. Um... Now let's talk about the Night Sisters because let's always be talking about the Night Sisters. Speaking of things I want to know more about, like just give me like a fucking ethnography on their society because I just want that so bad. Um, okay, so 
one of the things I wanted to talk about in relationship with the Night Sisters is whether the dark side is necessarily evil. Because um, one of the things I started talking about last time, and again, and Chris asked us to kind of hold off on that for good reason, because we get a lot more information toward talking about it. Um, if So the Night Sisters grow up basically steeped in the dark side, because Dathomir is a dark side planet. Um, if... You're force sensitive, which I, which every female on the planet is. Um, you can tap into the dark side really, really easily, and there's an almost unlimited wall of power to be doing crazy shit with. Um, so it's basically an everyday phenomenon for the, for for these people. Um, and so if you're if you inherit this, like it, you know what what does that mean for you as a dark side user? What does that mean in terms of um, you know, Star Wars is a story about good and bad. Like, what does that mean for um, that, that dichotomy? Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, my question was, like, the Night Sisters know it's evil, though, right? I mean, evil is a point of view, Anakin. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, no, but seriously, <laughs> like... It's, uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to stop being annoying. I would I would say that I would, but I'm not. But, like, in all seriousness, evil like evil is a point of view, right? Like, if the Night Sisters are just, like, chilling on their own planet and not hurting anybody using the dark side, are they evil? Well, and here's the thing, too, is that I think we... I think I mentioned last time that it seems like um, the Night Sisters' use of the Force is older than conceptions of the Jedi or the Sith. So... I mean, you know, is, some, is something really evil um, until someone comes in and says, I have a better way of doing that and that this is bad? Like, it's almost, I just keep I, thinking about them in relationship to, um, like, Mesoamerican cultures where they practiced human sacrifice. And they thought what they were doing was good and fine because, it, you know, they, they, what their belief system, it, it, it preserved their civilization. And then, you know, the conquistadors came in and they were like, this is bad and barbaric. What the fuck are you doing? And then all of a sudden that was, you know, stabbing people and taking out their hearts. So it was a bad, like a bad idea. So this is this is a question. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's it's interesting because I want to. I mean, we get so much about the dark side of the force in this. You know, I think, as, as you guys said, kind of more than we get in any other book that we've read so far. And I think more than we get in any other book that really exists in the canon right now but like i want i still i want to know whose conception of the force is right is it filoni or is it ryan johnson because like they have very different conceptions of the force and this would seem to be more of the ryan johnson conception where it's like like the dark side isn't necessarily evil and like the key is balance, and, like, balance means some of the dark side, as opposed to, like, the Dave Filoni, like, only light is okay, like, and, dar- and dark side is all evil. I think you mean that the other way around. Do I? I don't know that I do. No, because we've talked about this, and Filoni is the one who comes up with, I mean, he comes up with, like, Ahsoka, who's... Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, so... Yeah, okay. You want it the other way around. And then you have Rey, who fully rejects Kylo, fully rejects the dark side, so... Yeah. So... Yeah, you mean that the other way around. All right, I mean that the other way around. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, I want to know who's... Oh, well, it makes sense that this would be Filoni, because it's based on Clone Wars episodes, but... Congrats. Um, 
Um, <laughs> but I want to, like, you know, like, I want... No, I don't know. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> so, like... So, I, I'm going to take us into the next point to do this discussion. So, do you want to do it because it's your point? Actually, yeah, sure. Sure, I'll introduce it. I'm not done talking about this, the point we're on. Though. Well, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna tie it back. Ooh, I just need to add. Fancy. I need to add this the context of this of your point in to ask my question. All right. So the following point that Chris would like to uh, <laughs> throw into the mix here is, um, what is the delineation between a dark side user, you know, writ large, and the Sith, and what exactly sets the Sith apart? So, I think there's a lot to unpack in this question, but my point is, in the question before, is the dark side necessarily evil? Like, the Sith are evil. I think we can all agree that the Sith are, like, they are the represent, like, they they are meant to represent evil. Their actions are evil in Star Wars. I think that is beyond debate. Right. And I mean, if we, if we want to start talking a little bit of the semantics of this question, like, light side user encompasses a lot of things. The Jedi are one sect of that. And the same, it's the same with the Sith. They are one aspect of the dark side. Well, exactly. So, are they evil because they're the dark side? Or are they evil because they're Sith and they happen to be dark side is my question. Like, mm. are the Night Sisters evil? Because the Night Sisters, as as you said, are very clearly dark side and would and Ventress says as much, and it's not like anything that they're ashamed of. They are they they see the two sides of the coin of the force and they are dark side. But like are they necessarily evil? I don't know that we can say that they are, and in which case what is the lesson that we... What does that tell us about the Sith, you know? Right. And Kristen, you have a question on here about whether the Night Sisters know that the dark side is evil. I think they've definitely, like, been told that it's evil, and they're like, emoji shrug, we've been doing this, it this way for millennia. We're like, fuck you, get off our planet. <laughs> well, yeah, and, like, I don't know, I think... We're talking about tapping into the dark side and having to come from, like, pain and sacrifice and stuff. And I think that might be why I think they know it's evil. Because it, like, sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And they have to, you know what I mean? And they, like, have to, like, kill animals and other shit when they're, like, learning. Totally. I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I don't know. I'm... I don't have, I feel like I don't have a great point, but I'm like, it just feels like they know (laughs) to me. Right. Well, and don't the, um, and don't the Knight brothers like beat the shit out of each other all the time? Um, I don't, uh, I don't get that sense. I have the sense that it's definitely like women control this entire planet. I think, I think, I think what you're thinking of is when, um, Ventress was looking for a champion to turn to like mutate into this crazy monster uh, and kill Dooku, and that's why they're beating the shit out of each other. Yes, the boys to each other, not the girls. Just to be clear. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, my brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting though because you know we're talking about the dark side being evil because it deals with um all these shades of suffering. Um, but also for the Night Sisters, which are a warrior society, you know, it has to deal a lot, I think, too, with anger and defensiveness and things like that. And so 
um, really what they're exploring and what they're encouraging um, their um, apprentices to explore are the darker sides of the human psyche. And then, you know, is that necessarily evil? Or, like, are, are those bad things? Like, and then if they're not, then is, are the Sith evil because they take that too far? You know, do you see what I'm saying? No, I, I do see what you're saying. And that's exactly what I'm asking. Because like, so here's what I'm wondering. Like, Ventress talks a lot about balance. Like, we hear a lot about balance in this. And I think we're going to hear more about it in the third part. But like, Ventress is... You think is, or you know? I, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I don't exactly remember. Um, but like, so she is very clearly aware of the powers and like, things to be like afraid of, of the dark side. And so she is she is not entirely dark side. She has some light in her or at least some neutral in her because she needs balance. So are the Sith so far down the path of the dark side that they have become like that even they that they have become corrupted even by dark side standards and like are they evil because of a lack of balance? And if so, like what does it look like to get out of balance on the light side? See, this is interesting because I think I have answers for the light side, but I don't have so many for the dark side, like, for your questions, mm -hmm. because we just don't have enough information. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that, like, a light side user getting out of balance, like, that's the Jedi Order before they fell, right? Because they were, they were basically giving into a lot of fear, and they were giving into a lot of anger and doubt and suspicion. Yeah, but I would... I wouldn't say they were getting out of balance in the direction of being too light, though. Uh, ho, ho, ho. Like, what? that's what I'm saying. Okay. I would I would agree that the Jedi Order was out of balance, but I would say that was because of the right. dark side. Well, well, here, well, maybe they were out of balance because they were too light, though, because they, at least according to the Dave Filoni model of the Force, where things should be in balance, both dark and light, there, there were too many Jedi in the galaxy. And we've talked about this on the mm -hmm. pod before. How the Jedi were ascendant, and was that what made the Force get get itself out of balance? Hmm. Interesting. I don't think about this as much as you guys do, so... <laughs> I'm sorry! <laughs> oh no, it's fine. I'm just like, I don't think I have anything to add to this. Um, but I think... Yeah, I mean, like, I agree that... I don't know. I don't know who I agree with. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Twist. Or maybe the Jedi being out of balance comes from them fighting the war instead of being non-attached. Hmm. Or is it from them thinking that their way is the only way? So it's just like a hubris thing? Yeah, like they just lean really hard into being Jedi such that they, ch they change the Jedi code. You know, mm -hmm. like you have that rewording, like instead of... Emotion yet peace. You have there is no emotion, there is peace, etc. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just going in circles because we just need more information. But, I know, like, but this is interesting. Th no, but this is fun, isn't it? <laughs> um, I want to go back to college and I want to go to a state school where they have Star Wars classes and I want to write my thesis on like the uh, dual conceptions of the Force. Oh my God. Who has classes on Star Wars? Oh, California state schools absolutely do. Oh, fuck. Are you kidding you. me? Absolutely. Y'all are nasty and disgusting. Um, <laughs> this is why I wanted to go to UCLA. Oh my god. Chris, you could have gone to Davis and been in Cowtown and learned about Star Wars. Yeah, and died of allergies every damn year. Nice. Um, 
All right, so we're having this discussion, and I think one thing that might help us is actually talking about Ventress herself. So, Keeks, you had a bunch of questions. Yeah, um, I did, because we hear so much about, um, and I think I accidentally read a little bit more, and we hear we continue to hear more about it, um, but it doesn't matter. I'm not going to bring any of that up. Um, but when we know that Ventress came back from being Sith, right, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't really know how she did that, do we? Do, do they cover that in the Clone Wars cartoon? Mm, I'm trying to... See, I think I need to rewatch a lot of the Dathomir arcs, but I think part of it is that after she left Dooku, or rather he tried to kill her and she was like, well, bye. Um, she, the only place she really had left to go at that point was Dathomir. Um, even though she right. hadn't been there since she was a kid. And she kind of just, I think she like gave her, gave a lot of herself up to go back to her roots. And I think that's hmm. part of it. Yeah, because I, yeah, I vaguely remember parts of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta go back and watch it too. It's so good. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, think, I mean, we, oh, sorry, we've never, ahead, oh no, I was just going to say, we've never seen anybody else come back from being a Sith, so she is unique in this. Except for Anakin, um, technically. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, what what timeline are we on never? Do we mean, like, Star Wars timeline, as in we're still 22 years BBY, or do we mean, like, Earth timeline, because then we have seen it? <laughs> Well, have, is there anybody else besides Anakin? I don't... Taking out so. Extended Universe, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't think we have enough information. I, I think the answer is no, because we have no information on right. other Dark Side users. And I feel like we should, right? If we... This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, yeah. I think I think it's only Anakin, and, you know, that did really well for him. He still fucking died. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so I just want to know more about that. And I think, um, Kate, I think we had this on probably for the wrap-up or the next one. But I want to talk about, because, like, Ahsoka's obviously not a Jedi anymore. Oh, yeah. We're going to so, talk so much about that. <laughs> okay, cool. That's what I thought. Because I love comparing and contrasting. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go off. It's going to be great. <laughs> cool. Yeah, because I, I think it's just really interesting. Because it's like... When she went back to when Ventress went back to Dothamir, um it's not like she it's not like she wasn't wielding the dark side anymore. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. totally. we obviously just had that conversation delineating between the dark side and the Sith. Um but so it's funny that like she somehow was able to you know, escape the force of of Sithhood but, like, also use the dark side to do it, which is interesting. Right. Totally. Um, yeah, one of the things I definitely wanted to talk about is how, like, her using the dark side now is different from when she was a Sith. And it feels like when she's telling Voss that um, even when you're drawing on the dark side, there's always that hint of a deeper well you can draw upon and you can't go there. Like, you just can't. You can't ever go there because that's how you get sucked in and you'll never come out um it seems like she, she was in that place and she pulled herself out of, that's the place she pulled herself out of and that's why she knows how bad it is and it's almost like the way i was reading it that 
the Sith are basically about having con- having control over power by having absolutely no control over your shitty emotions. Whereas Ventress now, like, she can bring up her shitty emotions and use that to add to her power, but she doesn't let herself get lost in them. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, I think, you know, how does she draw on it now without letting it control her? I think part of it's she knows her limits. Like, when she's fighting Dooku, like, you see Voss like, kind of, like, tap into this well and, like, almost kill Dooku. And you see her being like, no, don't do it. Oh, don't do it. Yeah, like, because <laughs> she knows that it's bad. And, like, you don't see her, even when he's, like, being dragged away, you don't see her, like, turn it up to 11 and, sure. like, unleashing another level. Right, right, which you totally could. <laughs> yeah. Like, pretty sure we've seen her do that on the line in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, yeah, it was just a really interesting fight scene. I thought it was really well written. Me too. It was great. You could really see it. Like, there, a lot of times when people do fight scenes, I'm just like, there are limbs everywhere and I don't know what anyone's doing. <laughs> right. This third of the book, we always ask, what did this form of the media add to the story? This form of the book, or this uh, third of the book, made me really sad that the Clone Wars episodes didn't get produced. Right. I know. Seriously. Like, I know. The, I mean, fight, the fight the with the sleeper. Great, but... The fight against Dooku. Oh, can I can I, side sidebar? So so Chris was saying he was sad that he didn't get to see the sleeper like actually you know be fully rendered. Um, did Keeks? Did you notice that the sleeper is a mantis shrimp except tentacles coming out of its butt? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Okay, for Kristen and those of you who don't know what a mantis shrimp is, um, I'm going to describe it, and then you're going to go Google it because it's fucking ridiculous. Basically, it is this tiny, it's it's pretty much prawn-sized, but it's one of the most ridiculous creatures that uh, science has yet discovered, of course, under the ocean, because the ocean's full of wonders and terrors. Um, in fucking Australia, because Australia is also full of wonders and terrors. That is correct. Hey, Chris, you want to not hold your hand in front of your mouth while you're talking? No. Great. Um, so <laughs> the way they were describing um, the, the sleeper is that it pretty much matches uh, a lot of the crazy fun facts that, about mantis shrimp, such as the fact that they can see something like uh, 64 kinds of colors. What, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and then he describes the, um, the eyes as looking almost pixelated. If you look at a picture of a mantis shrimp, they have square irises. And then, Ooh. yes, um, one of the craziest facts about them is that um, they have the, um, their front pincers, like all shrimps do, these front claws, and um, they basically get their pr- kill, kill their prey by punching them and grabbing them at the same time with their claws. And they, <laughs> their claws are so strong and they move so fast that um, as they're moving through the water, um, doing that punching motion, the water around their claws actually boils because that's how fast they're moving. And it's really hard to keep them in captivity because, again, the punch is so powerful, they can shatter bulletproof glass. That is fucking insane. Right? So that... So that, Why did we discover these? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I only learned about it in high school. Actually, the best way to uh, find out more fun facts about the mantis shrimp is um, to go on the oatmeal... And look up their fact sheet about the mantis shrimp because it's fucking hysterical. Um, but also, you'll have nightmares. Um, basically, Quinlan Voss was fighting, fighting a giant mantis shrimp, and he totally could have died. 
Totally. Also, well, mantis shrimps are like neon rainbow colors, and it's bizarre. They're really pretty, and they could totally fucking murder you. They are actually colors that I did not think existed in nature. I'm, I love that. I actually have a picture from, like, Chris and I went to the aquarium one time. I'll I'll make Chris post it on the Instagram. So, <laughs> Oh, they have them at the aquarium? Yeah, I don't know yeah, why. Because that's a horrible oh. idea, but yes. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that seems bad. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yes. Wild, wild fucking stuff. I know. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> I Sorry, I'm, I'm just thinking about the fight with the sleeper now, and... Also, like, I feel like we're seeing a lot of force abilities, like, described in, like, more detail than I think I had really, like, gotten before Mm -hmm. in other, in other books. Because we're talking, I mean, we're talking about so much about the force, but I'm like, oh, like, he is, like, Voss literally, like, connects his brain to the sleeper's brain and... Like, has a conversation with him without saying anything. Right, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Has a conversation with it. Yes. No, totally. I mean, it's things like that. And also, you know, when um, Force users are doing hand-to-hand combat, I didn't actually realize that they used the Force to, like, punch harder and shit like that. That was fascinating. Yeah, that... I mean, I think it's I like guess I knew that, like, in theory. But I was like, oh, duh. Of course they're doing that. Like, <laughs> I just thought they lifted a lot of weights at the temple. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Well, they're not supposed to use the Force if you listen to Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. A Jedi uses the Force for de- for defense only, never for attack. Yoda. Uh-huh. Yoda makes everything so complicated. Yeah, it's because he doesn't listen to his own goddamn rules. <laughs> I know. Um, his tiny lightsaber. I know. His tiny, tiny lightsaber. All right. Um, so, I think we've kind of talked in circles about the dark side like in a good way but i think that's probably all we're gonna yeah i mean be able we just to... need more i know i think that's all we're gonna be able to pull out of this without having more more shit mm-hmm. all right well i'm very excited for more of this book to keep reading i know all right i'm like okay stop myself <laughs> i know like i couldn't okay i'm not gonna lie i like skimmed the last third and Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what my reaction was when I skimmed it because it was it was it was fantastic. Um, Does it get lit? Yes. It's already pretty lit. It gets I'm more not lit. Surprised. Honestly, honestly, gets more lit. All right, Chris, you want to talk about Voss and Anakin again because you love shitting on Anakin. So. Oh my God, Anakin is so Anakin in this book. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, it's, he's so Anakin. It's just like, so like, obviously like Voss and Anakin, like sending Anakin on the mission to get Voss is already hilarious because Anakin is basically Voss light. But like, it's, I don't know, like, I, I still find them so interesting to compare and we're going to, spoiler alert, we're going to compare them again next episode because I just find that because, I mean, we know that at this point we know that Voss falls to the dark side and we know that he is a Jedi again in Revenge of the Sith. So obviously he is another example of somebody who falls to the dark side and comes back with the only two other examples being Anakin and Ventress. And Ventress isn't even fully dark side as she, as she says, like she wasn't like quite fully Sith. And like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to me to think about how they both fell because Anakin, we know what, how he fell, right? Like, 
he fell because of his love for Padme and like he wanted to be able to save her. But like, why did Voss fall? Because I, because I, obviously Voss is also in love, but I don't know that I would say that that's why he fell. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it was, well, I think it was probably like a combination of things, right? I think it didn't help that he was like getting his first taste of attachment all the while learning how to tap into the dark side. Probably not a great combination for somebody who like is forbidden from both of those things (laughs) to to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Kate? Kate definitely has opinions on this discussion that she's sharing right now. What? <laughs> Sorry, Kate <laughs> went to go pee during that whole discussion. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> I was like, where's Kate? Hello. <laughs> well, sorry, we could we, we could have paused it. Oh, I don't care. Um, no, we were so we were so close to making that seamless. I know. <laughs> I know. I had to just be like, what do you think, Kate? Me and Chris are out of points. <laughs> so, Kate, what we were talking about is how Anakin fell because of love, but why did Voss fall? And what Keek said is like probably shouldn't have been like experiencing love for the first time as he's trying to explore the dark side. <laughs> yeah. Um yes. <laughs> I mean I think what's interesting too is that um the moment where um Voss and Anakin just super just hardcore release their dark side is when they feel like, they've been betrayed. Um, again, betrayal in Star Wars. How fun and wonderful a topic that is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, that, it's, ugh. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that, but it is the thing I noticed. I, <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to read more so we can talk more about their relationship. I know, seriously. Um. I want to know what happens. I know. Um, yes. Also, just... As a sidebar, Anakin being so Anakin, just that whole fight scene on Dooku's ship where he's just hopping around and he's just like, I got oh this, it's God. fine. And Obi-Wan's just like, Jesus Christ, for God's sake, like, I you can't. You don't got this. <laughs> no, he super don't got this. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I also love seeing Obi again in his, like, Clone Wars role. I know. Like, the the scene where Ventress finds him in the bar is so sad. Oh God! And it's like it's so sad. I know, and it's so heart wrenching, especially for us, just knowing, um, having watched the cartoon, just their long history of animosity and yet uh, grudging mutual respect. There's just so so much there, and it's all in that scene, and it's just absolutely incredible. I think low-key one of my favorite scenes in this section is them going on to the Separatist Dreadnought and uh, seeing that Dooku's there. Obi-Wan, first instinct, banter. Anakin, first instinct, rampage! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one of my favorite, okay, one of my favorite scenes in this section definitely was um, Anakin and Obi-Wan squeezed into the back of the Banshee and Ventress is driving and they're just like, and she's just fucking like picking a fight with Anakin because it's so easy to get him upset and it's just hysterical. Yeah, I love that she's just like a little shit to Anakin all the time. It's my favorite thing. I know. And he's like, I don't trust her, even though Master Yoda does. I know. And I'm like, yeah. What else is new, Anakin? I know. Seriously. Also, sidebar, which Anakin are you all, as you read this, envisioning? Are you envisioning 
Hayden, or are you envisioning Matt Lanter? I'm definitely envisioning Matt Lanter, but I'm yep. trying to stick it on on Hayden, and it's so hard because George Lucas just did not give him good opportunities to actually be an actor. I know. Yeah, I was picturing Hayden, but I'm always picturing Hayden. Okay. I kind of so, wish I was picturing Hayden. I know. I know. I just, I'm definitely hearing James Arnold Taylor in my in my head when Obi talks. So I am too, but that's less of a difference there oh there's a there's, there's quite a no no difference. no. don't get me wrong there's a difference but like james, i'm gonna use hand motions this is gonna be really helpful for everybody like audio medium yep you <laughs> ewan is here and james arnold taylor is like here okay chris is holding his hands about six inches apart and i would say that matt lanter's here like the uh-huh. same place as james arnold taylor all right and hayden's like fucking over here chris my is... hands are now like three feet away from each other yes like it's it's if you didn't know they were the same character you would not know they were the same character in for in clone wars versus the movies yeah i mean they make a case for why matt lanter's version of the character is the way he is versus um hayden's iterations of the character oh no i agree Ugh. i i love matt i love matt lanter's anakin i wish that george lucas was a good enough director to have given hayden that direction i know Instead of deader and with your mouth closed. I know. (laughs) My favorite. Oh, my God. (laughs) If anybody wants to know what that reference is, DM me on Twitter. I will send you what the fuck we're talking about. (laughs) Then you won't be able to unsee it. Um, Oh, it's the best. It's so good. Uh, It's the only way to watch the prequels. I know, because we just keep screaming deader and with your mouth closed at the TV, and it's really good. And they keep getting deader and with their mouths closed. All right, sorry. Let's can we can we post that video as when we yes. post this episode? Yes, please. Okay. Yes, yes, I will do that. I will absolutely do that. You'll um, never watch the prequels the same way again. Yes, it's gonna be great. Uh, okay. So, um, speaking of Anakin, Chris, you want to also want to talk about Jedi arrogance? Oh boy, did it. So <laughs> I went. I got on my soapbox about the Jedi last episode, and I'm gonna pull it back out for this one. You don't need a soapbox. You're too tall. Go on. Every every part of this plane is a bad idea. Every, just, oh my god. The the part at the end of this section where, like, the Jedi Council is, like, talking to Ventress. And, like, what are we going to do about the fact that we totally created this monster? They take no responsibility until Ventress is like, you're the motherfuckers who sent him to me. Mace Windu, still a world-class asshole to Ventress. I know! Oh my god. Like, oh, Mace, oh you, have, you have come to, like, help us, like, fix our thing? I want to arrest you and provoke you into attacking me so I can murder you. Like, it's just... I know. Uh, I just his the way they. It's not very Jedi like. I know the way they write and created his character just frustrates the living shit out of me. But oh, it doesn't frustrate the living shit out of me. I think it's a perfect example of what's wrong with the Jedi. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, well so then the question becomes: well, Is he supposed to be like this or not? I I well, think he is. There's that, but also, I mean, uh, it doesn't. No, it doesn't bother me from an in, 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 internal like in the world perspective it bothers me from a representation standpoint oh they put they put this in his mouth no that's super fair yeah anyway um chris i see you uh stuck in that quote that i scribbled on the outline um, yeah where yoda's saying i'm not gonna say this in yoda speak because he says it in that um his particular syntax pattern um but basically what he's saying is sometimes you must tread a dark path so that we long more for the light and i was just like really 
this is this is this is this is your advice. This, this is, is not Jedi like. This is not. This is very not Jedi like. I was just like, you oh my god, you are fucked up. I know, like this what is the fuck? this is literally not how the Force works. <laughs> it's just like it's like when you fucked up and you're like coming up with excuses for it after the fact. Oh hell yeah! I mean that's kind of Yoda's mo, isn't it? God, so real. I just yeah. Yeah, just the Jedi are. Just so unbelievably arrogant and like you see it a little bit in the Clone Wars, but you really see it in this arc. Yeah, I mean another reason why I wish they'd been able to get to this set of episodes, like actually produce them, because um, you know, obviously the cartoon does does a lot to bridge the second and third movies, but also make them coherent. So I really mm-hmm. I really I really wanted that. I know Christy Golden got some some of the crappily like not fully rendered um story reels to write this book and i'm like can you release those so i can put them in my owls i know i know (laughs) wait keeks have you watched like the shitty story reels for the crystal crisis and the bad batch no but i really need to okay you'll love i'm scared you'll love bad batch i'm sure i will well and that's like um (laughs) they're they like all move weird and funny because they didn't like finish them right right exactly yeah, they don't they don't run they like go into like a running motion and then are still and just like float yeah it's really <laughs> it's really great it's really good um and keeks you'll 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 like uh crystal crisis just because um i know you love to hate on anakin and he's just it's like peak anakin no anakin yes uh, <laughs> he's so annoying <laughs> well and like it i loved when um they were on the dreadnought and uh fucking ventress like sealed de- sealed the door and, <laughs> and to where um anakin and dooku were fighting oh yes i love this and, <laughs> and obi's like fucking anakin's still in there and she's like yeah so is dooku just f- don't be fucking stupid <laughs> and and then like i'm like what a non-surprise that anakin just like cuts a hole in the floor with his lightsaber i'm like wow god it's it's been so long since I thought about Anakin doing that, but he d- really does love to do that. <laughs> I think that's a little bit past where we read, but that's okay. What? The part where he cuts the hole oh. on the floor. I mean, spoiler alert, Oops. Anakin survives. I know. Spo- well, spoiler alert, <laughs> the way he gets in there is he fucking cuts the hole in the floor, pops through, and scares the living Jesus out of Obi-Wan. <laughs> Just all the time. <laughs> Speaking of Obi-Wan, the one thing that I do love about Obi-Wan's characterization that is consistent throughout the different media is in this book, he is the only member of the council, essentially, that we hear about who realizes from the get-go what a bad idea all this is. And he's the only one in Revenge of the Sith who realizes what a bad idea it is to ask Anakin to spy on Palpatine. Like, Obi-Wan is the only one who's actually committed to the light over the Jedi at this point. And that's always been true of him. That's always been true of him. Yeah, totally. And I think that's I think that's Qui-Gon's influence. Mmm... Qui-Gon was so cool. Right? And like... Stupid Darth Maul. It really, it really makes you wonder, you know, from that, if, if, you know, saying that, it really makes you wonder who Anakin could have been had Qui-Gon lived, you know? Absolutely. Ugh. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a whole nother episode, but yeah. absolutely. I, I know. I just, I want to find some AU fanfic now where Qui-Gon lives. <laughs> good idea. Right? <laughs> Let me know if you find anything a good idea. We'll just say thank you and still not read it. I know. I will, it will make me happy that it exists. I know. 
cupcakes wouldn't even hey. read my fic. Mostly because it's so full of smut. <laughs> I sometimes read your fic. You're like, this one isn't full of smut. I'm like, great, I'll read that one. <laughs> the other ones I'm scared of. Yeah, don't don't read those. Anyway. All right, well, <laughs> on the note of Kate's smut fic. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that takes us through our points. We didn't have a ton of points on this one because it was just very plot heavy, but we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah, next the story episode. moved. It, the the story sure did move along. Yeah, like really a lot during this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. But thank you for joining us for episode fifty of the Book Wars Pod. We are truly astonished that we are still doing this after fifty episodes. Um, yeah, and also that people are actually listening to this giant fucking trash fire still. Still listen to this trash fire. Also that any of you got past um, the first few episodes where we didn't know what we were doing and our audio was crappy and we didn't know what we were talking about and, uh, and, 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 like, you yeah, know? <laughs> seriously. No, we appreciate you all. Did we not have outlines? No, we always had, I, I excuse uh, Kristen. you. Excuse you, Kristen. Kristen. <laughs> Two of us read the outlines every episode. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we are we are we've loved doing it. We are excited to continue doing it, and excited for another fifty episodes. Yep. And right after this, we are filming our anniversary video, so uh, that'll come out eventually. So. Oh yeah, we're real excited for that one. Stay tuned. Yep. Anyway, next episode, we're finishing up Dark Disciple, reading chapter 29 through the end of the book. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr, at BookWarsPod on all those platforms. Email us, bookwarspod at gmail.com. Please, please, please celebrate our 50th episode by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and Google Play as Kate moves around the outline so I can't read my points. Uh, Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. Uh, if you have the means and are so inclined, please donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon and please give to us on coffee, coffee.com slash bookhorsepod. They really help cover our hosting and production costs. Uh, and, and also our audio costs. Of the, so as I said, we no longer sound like we are rolling around in a washing machine while we do the podcast. Exactly. And our production <laughs> costs. <laughs> our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. For Kate and Kristen, I'm Chris. Thank you for listening to the Book Wars Pod. And we will talk to you on, during episode 51 next week. Woo! Woo! Cool, 50 episodes. That's actually awesome. Chris, why are you whispering?